Hi there, Randy Green here and welcome to another little podcast that is going to be shorter. Normally I do long podcasts where I go from one topic topic to another topic to another topic. But here I want to put it into sections. And the question I often get is, Randy, do you assume, go for, work for, aim at, have as a goal, work within a strategy to remain inside our solar system as well as being reborn inside our solar system? And the answer is a clear no. Do I anticipate or expect that whatever I am will move on and out of the solar system into another realm through the gate systems? And my answer is a clear no. And then the good question is, why is that? Why will I not be reborn? And why will I not move on into another realm since I have done so much clearing work and dissolved timelines and worked in all the best ways possible to clear my chiasm and all the connection points I have, the imprints of what I've been on the different timelines, the code sequences, the holographic remains, some of my original operating vessels in stasis and onward and so forth. Well, the answer is simple. When I entered into this uh, reality field in 1959 from the Andromedan system, not only did I travel back in quote-unquote time in the Andromedan system to be able to utilize a very old form and outdated form of technology that allowed for what we could call a genetic energetic transfer from the Andromedan system, leaving my vessel behind up there in stasis, but transferred portions of my original holographic energetic architecture, you could call it an orb if you like, through that specific type of technology that is completely outdated, it's not used anymore, and it's part of some of the older levels of our reality since our reality field, our planet, our solar system is positioned in the past, more aligned with the previous universal cycles configuration as well as the third cycle types of technologies. So I had to do that journey first in the Andromedan system because you cannot travel from a future civilization in another cycle that has moved on into the next cycles and the next realms and the next uh, universal matrices. That is not a matrix, sorry about that. The next structure of the future uh, civilizations that have sprung from our solar system that are now way beyond in their evolutionary scheme and into, back into, or into some other realms that are so dissimilar and by that no longer operates under the laws of energetic and genetic affinity. And these two keywords are very, very important because these gate systems, they operate entirely and all the technology of the third cycle as well as the, the reseeding of the fourth cycle inside our system, as well as after the fall of Atlantis, operates uh, all the technologies and reality field configuration operates via the holographic and energetic similarities, affinity between gene code uh, sequences as well as consciousness potentials, consciousness configurations, and how our holographic energetic architecture works. So that means, in essence, that 
um, I had to travel back in, in quote unquote time. I moved to an earlier nodal point in the holographic energetic network that were very close to the third cycle. At the time, our structure was not so far back in time as it was pushed in 2017, where we got pushed into the Orion arm on the galactic level due to the link up to the dark galactic core. So by that being pushed even further back in time. So when I arrived, I had to use old technology. I left what I am or whatever that is, it has moved on and has its, well, it's technically still in stasis, but it has its, once I'm done here, then that will revive and then it will continue whatever it needs to climb up the ladder of the evolutionary systems and cycles that I have not participated in because uh, that version of me is in stasis and by that cannot do the upgrading. Whatever I transferred into this system and were put into an operating vessel, I had also in kind of what we could call chambers inside this reality field due to my going, leaving and coming inside the outer domain for as much as my existence inside the solar system. Um, by that also having the, the encounter of being captured and chopped up and handed over to the carvers, my original um, holographic energetic oriented and infused operating vessel that is capable of operating inside this reality field uh, being taken and and uh, divided between the different groups from which they have created replicates and clones and what have you in the fourth and fifth dimension or mostly mostly in the fourth which is unfortunate because that keeps me tied to this reality field and due to again energetic and genetic affinity and bridging between the the genetics that are from other realms and into the current type of holographic energetic architecture i have connected to this body which by the way was not mine originally it's inserted into a different type of lineage into a different type of body that already had its own soul and its own issues and its own timelines connected to whatever that original uh, Pleiadian avian female used to be in whatever capacity that she was inside this system and however she got uh, caught and brought here. Anyway, so double work, let me just put it that way. So the the effect, the step one of this one is first and foremost, energetic and genetic affinity. Since I have been, I got caught, I got chopped up, my gene code sequences are all over the place and all sorts of weird clones and weird experiments and all sorts of weird things have been going on, altering my original gene code to the extent that it is so broken down, like many of us that are inside this reality field, uh, which is a completely common, um, uh, what do you call it, threat or a sign or key or, uh, sorry, I just completely normal for the majority of humanity that are doing the activation work. Our energy systems do not, they are not whole, they are not in a good shape, they need a lot of repair, at least those of us who are very old and go far back to the original solar system. And by that, the chances of me being able to operate the gate systems out are slim. There's a lot of repairing doing, I'm doing that every day, otherwise I would not still be here. And the breaking down is ongoing, the mind wiping is ongoing, the alteration is ongoing, the different projects are ongoing, the different genetic modification is ongoing, and by that my energy system changes and gets modified and I have to every day recalibrate it, scan it, make sure that it is to the degree that is possible as much as alignment with my mission statement and what I am here to do. 
So it's not about just, oh, I just need to remember who I am and then I'm all good and go, fine to go. No, it's not. You, these are, our memories might not even be our own. It might be inter intercepted memories from different memory cubes that are not in our own. It could be fake memories from some of the, the fragmented genetics we have got in our system, as I talk about in the souls of humanity that's been inserted to prevent us from activating because our energy system and the inserted fragmented regressed or inverted genetics generates energetic parasites, which then blocks us from, from activating truly because these energetic parasites, they want to keep us stuck because we are their household. We are their castle. If, if, if we get rid of these energetic fragmented, um, uh, genetics that are connected to our energy system, well, then they will no longer be here. They will dissolve. And that's part of a clearing work to understand that as well. Plus, it connects us to artificial timelines and programs in the fourth dimension and what have you. So altogether, when I look at my energy system, even though I heal it and I repair it and I keep it going, my body's not responding well to whatever's being done to me whenever I sleep, whatever's going on. So point being is that the chances of me moving on into the cycles after this existence is slim because the cycles that I rightfully should be part of, not that I feel victimized or anything because it is what it is. Of course, I've got days where I kind of a little bit pissed about it, but most of the time it is what it is. So point being, there are some things we can change, something we can't change. And one thing that is, is a fact is that my energy system has been modified so much over such a lengthy period. And for, for others, it's, it's 15,000 years. For me, it's 50 years. But the modification and the releasing work and the opening of the different gate systems and, and administering all of these different genetic compositions that have been put into my energy system. It's, it's like if, if I try to find ping a gate, it, the gates will be very confused, but I have inbuilt gate systems in my own system so that whatever is left of viable genetics, since that's the way I came in as an orb, will be able to leave, the viable genetics will be able to leave through the different gate systems where they belong. And with that, some of the genetics that are not mine, if they have recalibrated due to my work with my energy system, even though they're not mine, they can still leave through some of these gate systems. And that's why I have a lot of coming and going in my field, because I have that ability to do that, to release as well as recalibrate as well as dissolve, as well as get to the technology that keeps us stuck inside here. And then you will ask, well, why haven't you left yet? Because first and foremost, I get keep recalibrating when I sleep. I am under complete control all the time. Who isn't? And the gate system doesn't recognize me. And only when this body is done within a 50 years time or so, and when it, it's ready to let go and no longer can heal itself and the cells are no longer replicating themselves and that means that this body is ready to decompose, then my holographic energetic architecture will be released and I can assist in dismantling the emotional mental fields, which is a technique that is possible if you clear the emotional mental fields and change them into vibration radiation fields. Well, then you, then they will technically no longer exist when the body no longer exists. And that's why I made, uh, for me, the best way for humans to go, as it's been in all indigenous cultures, is by fire. So in that way, so that's how I will take care of this physical form when the time is right and, and natural courses completely and utterly. 
Then when that happened, then what's left of the viable genetics, my holographic energetic architecture will fall apart because it's tied to this form. So that will fall apart due to what's been the experiments I've been part of. But the viable genetics, whatever's left, will then be pulled out through the different gate systems. And they will then go, because they're so dissimilar, they will not reunite with whatever I have been on other levels of reality, but they will either start over, go into pralaya, that means in a kind of stasis, in a different system, in a different realm, in a different reality field, where they will become part of what we call a new seeding of life somehow, somewhere that matches the energetic and genetic architecture. So I don't see my Myself move on as a light body with all my knowledge and, and consciousness intact. And for some, that's fear provoking. For others, that's, that's kind of a relief. But the matter of the fact is, either way, whatever is or will not be, the everyday work for all of us doing this is not about the goal that when the time comes, the goal is where are we now? What are we doing now? What's most important now? But of course, if we have fear of the transition, the final transition, then of course our energy work and our strategies will be based upon fear. So it is important to get to the realization that there might not be a reincarnation, there might not be uh, a transfer or a transition out of here, there might be a reincarnation, but into something we don't really want to be part of, and onward and so forth. And that's part of the work to stand clear-minded and bright-eyed and look into that and say, that's an actual possibility and how does that affect me? And I remember when I was 20 years ago, were were in meditation contemplation and was looking into at the time, I was highly involved in the spiritual movement and in the the New Age ideas of reincarnation. And, and I thought to myself, well, what if there isn't any reincarnation? What if this is it? What if I'm just being born, I live my life, and then that's it? There are no before, there's no after. I come out of nothingness and I move into nothingness. What does that mean to me as a person? And the response my body gave was panic. And interestingly enough, I say my body because it was not my mind. My mind was kind of clear due to my previous existences as a Buddhist monk. But the, the, the body here was part of a different type of soul that chose to leave around 2012, 2013. She moved on there and left this vessel to me. And no, I'm not a walk-in. It's kind of called a splicing where you take a different... Uh, Michael Newton's books talks about this all the time. You have an orb of consciousness that, that co-hosts with the body. It's not a walk-in, it's a co-hosting. And it's, Ill- it's, it's illegal and it is, it's nothing, none of us will ever choose such a thing. That's, it's done as a way to create dissonance inside an energy system. So we have two energy systems in one. And that means that if one tries to activate, the other system will get confused and try to lock it down and, and vice versa, including the prohibiting technologies. So, so there, when we talk about the awakening process, the sciences behind the energy systems and the sciences of what we are are enormously important. More important than actually recalling who and what we are, that comes naturally in the clearing processes. But the sciences of how do I do this? and learn how to navigate in these very complex other dimensional patterns that we have, which are completely dissimilar to what's been taught. 
both within the spiritual teaching systems as well as some of the later editions that came where they tried to merge the alien agenda with spirituality and uh, what came out of that and and light bodies that and and these kind of things which which if you have a seventh dimensional being that choose to present itself it can appear as a light uh, being quote unquote but often it's a holographic overlay or a trick of the different energetic levels that make you perceive it as a light being but the matter of the fact is on its own level it can just be another android or another type of humanoid uh, in a regressed state but because that being is in the seventh dimension then it can appear as light without actually being it so there's a lot of manipulation going on point being when i was meditating contemplating on the fact that there was nothing before and nothing after my body went into panic and i investigated what was that panic it was literally a brown bag moment hyperventilating and the whole shebang i remember i'm a licensed psychotherapist so i've i've looked into myself and said okay my mind is steady but my body's responding So this is not a panic attack. This is a response from something in my body that is technically not me. And I investigated the not me in that process. And that's technic- that was the first energetic parasite that I encountered because the mere thought of no continuation for that elemental being that is uh, connected to the energetic parasites, which are part of the racial grids on our planet, was... Via my very clear-minded, strong energy in the contemplation on it, stirred it to life. The fear of non-existence was stirred to life in that parasite, and it responded electrochemically into my body with what we call panic or fear, and the attempt to oh, I cannot entertain these kind of thoughts. But I stuck with them in my meditation. I stuck with that understanding that there was nothing before and nothing after. It was just darkness, just this huge, deep, cold nothingness where I would cease to exist entirely. And that pushed it up to the surface. And the moment I could release that one, the fear of this darkness ceased to be. It's, it's, I can go into that darkness. I can go into that void, which is dissimilar than the, the abyss. The abyss is connected to the planetary level, whereas the void is connected to our energy systems that are part of what we could say the areas of a holographic energetic architecture where there are no longer any viability. And by that are beginning to go into the decay cycles, and by that are beginning to fall into the realm of absolute nothing. And even though you say, well, if you can perceive there's nothing, then there technically is something because you are perceiving it. And what we perceive in that realm, the void would be a projection of what we interpret it to be. So if we look into the void with fear and do not understand it's it's part of our energy system that has gone into decomposition and are thereby ceasing to exist altogether, the energy units are breaking down and by that are left with nothing. Then, of course, we'll try to stir something to life that, that no longer has a viability rate. And by that, we project in, we try to throw light into the void and see if something is there instead of just accepting that that void is there for a reason. And that is what happens to gene code sequences that no longer has a viability rate. And that's just how it is. And that's a natural state. But many of the different groups that are here of the inverted races, they fear that type of darkness. They fear the void. And by that, they are doing whatever they can to recalibrate and push in projected consciousness, 
potentials to see if they can activate previous and earlier versions of whatever they were. That's part of some of the constant um, challenges that they are up against because they have to maintain the sections of their energy system that are connected to the void and by that are beginning to cease to exist altogether and turn into nothingness. And again, when when we say nothingness, then then we say, well, what's the polarity of the nothingness? That is the isness, and that's where we have the opposite of it, where it's full potentials. And these kind of exercises are rare for what we call the New Age community. They are mostly exercised by those of us who have had previous incarnations as. Uh, practitioners within the Syrian, white Syrian elder teachings, which humanity know as the Buddhist teaching system. Because there we remember that the timeline event mainly hit the Syrians and their uh, code systems inverted and they literally began to explore or encounter or have in their fields these um shadows of the void of non-energy as part of their energy system and learning to be okay with that and still understand that that portions of our energy system are turning into the void and nothingness and thereby cease to exist and be okay with that and then focus on what actually is and how can I continue my progression journey with whatever's left understanding holographic principles gives us this foundation of the transition is not something to be feared. But those who have not practiced that looking into the void and being okay with it and find balance in the fact that part of our system no longer exists in any ways or forms, but cease to exist altogether, which is the foundation of the polarity of darkness and light. But if we, if we are okay with that, then we have the foundation to be able to operate in the fifth dimension. So in a way, as long as we are in the, the, our physical and emotional and mental realms where we have our thought systems and our emotional fields and patterns and the ideas we have about what the transition is, and we go into the fourth dimension, we, of course, go through past lives. And if you have gone through your past lives, which I have, and you experience the transition again and again and again, sometimes untimely and in less fortunate ways, well, then, of course, you understand why the body elemental, because that is what it is, has that fear of that level of cessation, because it has been pushed again and again and again into unpleasant situations. So part of the practice as a, as a practitioner of this white Syrian elder uh, teaching system is to be okay with the unpleasantness, to be okay with the void that is part of the energy system, because that's is a representation of what happened to the holographic architecture of the Syrians. And some of the things they were practicing here in a secure realm under the restoration programs was to learn to administer the void and isolate it and say, well, I can go into it if I choose, but I can avoid going into it as well by my choice. Either way, I am in balance. If I choose to go into it, I am in balance because it has become part of the new configuration I have, but I need to make sure that it's not spreading into the rest of my code systems. And that's the problem with the inverted code configuration. They have a tendency to spread like fungi.
So with that, the the whole practice was: can we isolate it? Can we push it into some kind of seclusion? And all of these challenges that they had, and some of the techniques they came up with, has been transferred into the teacher that we know as Siddhartha Gautama or the Buddha. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing his now his name correctly. Of course. So point being in all of that is that once we have. Looked into that and looked into the body elemental has been reconditioned to acceptance of the unpleasantness of the inner work and the unpleasantness of our untimely transition processes in previous lifetimes, and we move beyond that and realize that all the fourth dimensional beings are afraid of that transition. They are regressing, and their largest fear because they have not practiced it as part of the Syrian project to be in in balance with the fact that some of our energy system must, by the laws of energy. Decompose at some point if there's no viable consciousness because it has regressed or turned inverted, and by that connects to the previous cycles. Then it is better to work our way through the different. It's mainly on the mental level, the different mental fields, the scanners of the mental fields, the manasic level, as the esoterics call it, and then literally ensure that these fields of our brain and the thought systems and the ideas can navigate in that weird realm. Between nothingness and isness, between what ceases to exist and be okay with that, and what can come into being, and choose what is the best thing to put into beingness, and what is the best things to let go into nothingness. And that was the recall I did when I got rid of the body elemental. That part of the body elemental, because it has different levels to it, it has a version of itself in the different levels of the fields. But the fear of the transition is part of the biofield, and is connected to the mental field, and that orchestrates certain types of thought processes that leads to certain types of energetic unfolding and attachments and patterns that we interpret as a kind of fear of the transition, the final one. It also generates different types of parasites. So the whole the whole practice in going in and being okay with unpleasantness. And being okay with the void, the nothingness, and being okay with the cessation of existence, and learn to be in this balanced, neutral state where we observe it and we know exactly what it is, and we can we can look at it but not participate in it. We can perceive it, so to speak, more accurately because we're not really looking. We're perceiving it's a sensation, and and still have that understanding that this sensation is my body chemistry that's responding to a specific type of energy. Then we also understand that it's all a matter of different types of energy that rises and fall in different forms of waves that are in connection points with the different types of consciousness that we apply to that different type of energy. And this is some of the Syrian teachings, and I'm here putting it in a different manner. Um, because it's if I fall into the、uh, the typical way that the the teachings of the Buddha has been presented to to prosperity, which、uh, are a reconstruction, and by that I'm saying that it's not the original teachings, and I'm not saying he taught something high level in all sorts of other ways, because his audience were.、Um, 
in many ways and forms, not ready for that type of information. So he had a language for whatever was possible, as we know by teachers throughout time, as I am here presenting it in a language that you will understand and connect to. And by that, the, the true teachings can only be achieved if you are getting them from within and are able to look at them and see what they do to your body chemistry and sense what they do to your emotional mental field. And by that can observe, is this conducive for your continued journey of your clearing and self-healing work? Or are these imprints and applications that comes with these ideas and memories and thought forms and images and different types of downloads, are they altering your code system into something that is not conducive for your strategy of whatever you want to achieve? So I know it suddenly shifted into something else a little bit more complex. But the matter of the fact is that no matter what we do, we're always in transition. We're always in something that is different because the energy units themselves runs in waves. That's kind of the radiation field and a vibrational field. They radiate, radiate, they emit energy and they, they flow through reality as a kind of a wave pattern that follows the holographic energetic network of our reality field. So nothing is ever the same. It always changing. It's like a river that changes all the time. And that's why sometimes when we go into the stream consciousness um, that that some of the practitioners call it, we go into that understanding that once we begin on the path of understanding who and what we are, and for the Syrians, the liberation was the, the complete non-existence, to put it that way, so that one part of them were okay with the nothingness and the other part was okay with the isness. And what could move on would go into the isness of whatever would come after the system, uh, which is the way I interpret the word Nibbana, whereas others would, would cease to exist into the void because they no longer had any viability whatsoever. And they would practice that as part of one of the jhanas, the, the, one of the, the, one of the highest levels of the jhanas of this understanding of some of us can go into continued in Nibbana and cease to exist entirely in this system, but move on and others will cease to exist by going into the void and by that cease to exist entirely and nothing will move anywhere. It will just decompose and be okay with that because that's part of the laws. So it all comes down to understanding of universal laws here. And that's the that's part of the rules and the laws uh, of existence that the different groups and races have worked with in that understanding. Of course, some of the other Syrian races that were here as part of the Atlantean project, they did not um, find that suitable. So the groups that went, what we could say, uh, to... The Himalayan area, because I know the Siddhartha was born in India, right? So, but he was born close to the Tibetan border as far as Nepal. Uh, border, as far as I recall, the history has placed them there. So we are talking about the Himalayas as a kind of a mountain area where there used to be a gate system into inner earth. Let's just put it that way. Anyways, point being, that's not where I want to go with all of this. The, the first step of the work, as I see it, that's once I really got that fear of the transition of and no longer needed to cling on to specific ideas of my own self-importance, because when you look into the void, you see, well, I'm decomposing. So 
clearly I'm not that important, right? So that gives a humbleness in the work. And at the same time, you're seeing what you can become. So you are in this existence of dissolving what no longer is of use, transform who you are in the now, and if possible, transition into something that might be able to be in the future. And some of us will move on and some of us will not move on. Some parts of us will move on and some parts of us will not move on and still be in acceptance of whatever it is because it's inevitable. It's part of the laws of the reality fields we're part of. So it's not something we have control of. And that's also part of the practice of looking into these energy realms and understanding how little um, impression rate we actually have, we, we can affect to a large degree in different way, ways and forms as the first of many. And we can push it in different directions. In that manner, we do, we do have a say. But when it comes to the decision of transition or not as things are now, there is a lot of work that needs to be done to be able to regain that capacity because that belongs to a different level of who and what we are. And that's the higher order energetic architecture. Anyways, that's another little project I'm working on, the whole understanding of the white Syrian elder teachings, because they play a role as well when we talk about the third cycle races and the biofield, which they are connected to, whereas the regressed races and the fourth dimensionals are connected to our emotional field. Hence, the prohibiting technologies are running that scenario. And then we have what we call the different groups in the fifth dimension that are connected to our mental field and the different teaching systems that have been implemented in to activate, again, the fifth dimension to our reality field, of course, completely under control of the different fifth dimensional races of the Atlantean projects and other groups that have colluded with them to activate a controlled awakening into the fifth dimension using different forms of old Atlantean technology. Okay, so with that little uh, extra put in here, the, the point being of some of the processes that we go through here is that the balance point of acceptance, I know it sounds a little bit weird because acceptance isn't that a balance point, but the balance point of acceptance is to acknowledge the fact that we are not whole, that we have fragmented genetics, that we have a lot of repair to do, that as long as we are not activated and awakened, well, then we might not sense this or feel this because we are blocked by our emotional mental fields. Those of you who have done my classes, you know that. Point being is that the practice of the white Syrian elder races and the way to work with the emotional mental fields in acceptance. Step one, first and foremost, it was made for males. That's important to understand. So females that are practicing this are using a kind of technique and a system that's not really theirs. So if we just begin to go there in that kind of specific ideas, we will see, well, again, when it comes to the energy work and how we get there and whatever the systems that we are utilizing, step one, are they really for us? Step two, is it for the right gender? Step three, is it on the correct level? Are we working biofield, emotional field or mental field? Um, what kind of teaching system that applies to our genetic composition? If we do have Syrian fragments, we might be drawn to the Buddhist teaching systems. If we have Syrian A fragments, we might be drawn to some of the, the new age spiritual teaching systems. If we have Syrian B type of genetics, we might be drawn to some of the 5D oriented teaching systems and onward and so forth. But these genetics are not necessarily ours. 
So that's also important to understand that sometimes we are chasing a goose that's not even belongs to us. It's the neighbors. But we don't know that until we actually get the goose up front and we can see, oh, no, you're not my goose. You belong to the neighbor. And then you put it over to the neighbor where it belongs. And then it's up to the neighbor to do whatever he or she needs to do with the goose. And you will find your own goose wherever that has run. And you will take it out of the swamp and you will make sure it's dry and, and feel comfortable again and nurture it. And then it will begin to reveal its content as is rightfully should, just to use that analogy. Okay. So a little bit here and there, summa summarum is to sum up, do I see myself continue any existence anywhere by sheer luck, perhaps, or someone decides that that's what's going to happen, or I might have something higher up I have not uh, encountered yet that will take out what is viable and should be viable to a reseeding in 2135 within the new six-dimensional races that will be seeded in the original uh, reality field of our solar system once it has done its final transition processes. That's definitely a possibility, but that's so far from who and what I am now. So I don't anticipate any levels of Randy Green to move on in anywhere or any forms because I have looked into the void and I was comfortable being there because I practiced that in my previous incarnation as a, a Tibetan Buddhist monk uh, in a little, not a monastery, because they were a little group that were not technically part of a monastery, but a little community with some uh, specifically trained um, warrior monks on the Thunderbolt path. With that said, um, I think that's it for now. So until next time, take care.